0: For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Theo wells spachman You're listening to Daybreak. Today, we cover an opinion piece discussing a program to provide admissions assistance to the descendants of enslaved people at the University of Virginia, raccoon attacks on members of the Princeton community, a home explosion in Virginia, and the death of 85 civilians in a Nigerian airstrike. It's Wednesday, December 6th. I sat down with Contributing Opinion columnist Ava Johnson to discuss her new piece, which argues that UVA's new admissions program exhibits a kind of thinking that Princeton should incorporate into its own policies. So if you could actually just begin by introducing yourself with your full name and saying your position at the Prince, that would be great.
1: My name is Ava Johnson. I'm a first-year Contributing Columnist in the opinion section.
0: Okay, cool. So you have been writing about a program at UVA, which is brand new, just going into effect this year. Can you tell us a bit about that program and kind of how you found out about it?
1: So UVA has a program where they reach out to the descendants of enslaved people who are documented and known to have formerly worked on the school. They've been digging into this for a couple of years since a law was passed in Virginia and I believe twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen that required states like big public universities to look into their past of slavery. I actually learned about the program because they reached out to members of my family who were digging about our ancestry. It turns out we are traced to be related to a man who worked on the university. And my family learned about these programs that they have, one of which, I think personally, it's really cool where they're extending a sort of like quasi legacy status to people who are proven descendants of enslaved people who built the university as kind of a method of reparations, you could say, or like restorative kind of like justice, I guess.
0: Right. Very cool. So you argue in the piece that this is kind of a model that might be adopted, or at least a philosophy that should be adopted um, kind of across the board, but including at Princeton. Do you want to talk a little bit more about why you argue that is? Mm
1: -hmm. Well, I think as far as the philosophy goes, I think I personally have heard a lot and I'm really inspired by Princeton's motto about serving our nation and humanity as a whole. And I think that being such a powerful institution in this country, especially to serve the nation and to truly like create good going forward, it is equally beneficial to look backwards on our own past which I will give credit to the school, I think there's a lot of good acknowledgement that occurs. Lots of my research for this piece was from Princeton websites, and the school's done a lot to acknowledge their past. But I think the next step beyond that is to take action sort of to counteract whatever past wrongdoing we've committed as a school. I also, my research for this article, and this gets more specifically into what you were saying of, like, why Princeton A lot of our school's financial foundations, I learned, are because of money made during the slave trade and during slavery, especially a while ago. Our first nine presidents were all slaveholders. John Witherspoon, who is a very famous figure on campus, was known for his efforts in admission to admit students from the South because they would have more money due to being from slaveholding states and involved in the slave economy. There's lots of ways that the money that built this institution, especially at the beginning, can be traced back to enslavement and the system of slavery.
0: Right. And this program is sort of a a way to fight concretely against the specific legacies that slavery has wrought on various populations in the current form of that manifestation?
1: Yes, effectively. It's almost like a counterbalance, if you will. Like We committed wrongdoing in the past. I think it's widely known or understood that the system of slavery in its effects, while it doesn't exist anymore, its effects still pertinent to society they have through history. And so I think that this is an important part of acknowledging that those kind of impacts of our past actions still exist in today's society.
0: Okay, thank you so much. Really appreciate
1: it. Of course, thank you.
0: To read the full piece, go to dailyprincetonian.com or click the link in our show notes. In campus news, a tiger alert was sent out to students yesterday morning reporting that an undergraduate student was bitten by a raccoon near the construction site of the University Art Museum. The animal was said to exhibit behaviors, quote, consistent with infection from rabies virus. NJ.com reported that a town resident was also accosted by a raccoon yesterday morning. The university has since been in contact with the Princeton Animal Control to combat this issue. Students have been advised to avoid any wild animals roaming the campus and to make sure their pets are up to date with their vaccinations. The raccoons' whereabouts remain unknown. In national news, a man is presumed dead after his home exploded on Monday night in Arlington, Virginia. Roughly a dozen surrounding homes were impacted by the blast. The incident occurred while local police were preparing to search the home in response to reports of gunfire. The resident, 56-year-old Jason Yu, had barricaded himself in the building. The actual cause of the explosion is still under investigation. In international news, a drone strike by the Nigerian government killed at least 85 civilians in the northern state of Kaduna on Sunday. The army claimed that the strikes were a routine anti-terrorist mission that, quote, "...inadvertently affected members of the community." Nigerian President Bola Tinubu released a statement yesterday pledging a full investigation into the incident. Militants in the north have recently become a central target for these kinds of government airstrikes, which have a history of causing civilian casualties. Expect cloudy skies today, with a high of 43 and a low of 26 degrees Fahrenheit. That's all for Daybreak Today. Today's episode was written by Nivan Demija, Zach Lee, and me, sound engineered by Daniel Wong, and produced under the 147th Managing Board of the Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horan, class of 22. For the Daily Princetonian, I'm Theo wells Spachman. Have a wonderful day.